Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello, and welcome to another episode of What's New Barkeep. I'm Luke. And I'm Rose. So we're going to be doing a little bit of housekeeping here. Dane is going to be out for the next foreseeable future. Yeah, some bad things have happened. 2021's kicking his butt so far. So... We can't hold that against him. And even if we could, we wouldn't. Yeah. So we're just going to do maybe until he comes back, we might just be you, we might just be, you know, me and Rose, or we might get a couple of guest stars in. Might be the cat. Oh, Whatever. You know the cat sells the show. Okay, we'll just do the, the, the plushies then. That is our first order of business. Second order of business, we're going to be doing a little bit of shuffling, hopefully, for our sister program, Fill the Pop. Because of Dane being out, we might try to get another close friend of ours to take his place. There's nothing guaranteed right now, so we won't drop a name or anything, but Dane, if you're hearing this, I'm sorry this is the first time you're hearing this. We're voting you off the island for a bit. It's not you. Actually, yeah, it's you. Never mind. (laughs) It's us. (laughs) With that being said, those are our only housekeeping things we needed to do. We may as well get to our first drink. And Rose, being that she still can't take that much alcohol, is going to be sipping off of mine. Yeah. Just think, after the surgery, I can only have, what, a tablespoon of alcohol altogether? (laughs) We are drinking for the first drink. Something that's been on our backlog for a while. The martini. And it looks like water. And of course, it's not the vodka martini. Oh, no. No. It's Luke's favorite. Fucking gin. (laughs) So... To make a martini, you need dry vermouth, gin, and either an olive or a lemon wedge for garnish. We didn't have either. But we used a... We, I, I, never mind. I didn't bring anything with me. No, that was the other drink. Never mind. Sorry. My yeah. bad. Yeah, we are... So I, to compensate, I threw in a couple of drops of lemon juice on top to hopefully balance the flavor out. Here I go. Three, two, one. So... I'm going to say this. I was expecting much worse. As Rose damn near gags. I was expecting much. Why does it burn so much? Because it's mostly gin. It's like I drank freaking acetone. Nail polish. Yeah. So, for those of you who are new to drinking, do not get the martini. At least not the gin version. That's my water. You're going to have to refill that. <laughs> oh. It's like, oh. took a little sip, went right to the tongue. It's like, nope, nope, I don't like this. And a whole bunch of it is like a... I understand, you know, you see James Bond shaken, not stirred, or whatever. If this is your first, don't ever make this your first drink. No, 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 no. You will, even if you do finish it, you will be on the floor. Because it's basically straight gin. 
I'm traumatized from that drink as well. Okay. With that being said, since Dane is also out, we're going to go back to maybe some of the drinks before Rose... Not drinks. Some of the uh, topics before Rose started that we're going to see if we can, flag a better term, redeem. So, this time around, we're going into a subject that both of us really enjoy. True crime. Yeah. <laughs> and... So, our first subject of the line, the grisliest, or the scariest, or gruesome, or whatever description you want to go for, serial killer. Because there are some serial killers that are just straight up one note. The only reason why Jeffrey Dahmer was frightening was because he was a cannibal. Mm-hmm. The only reason why... Ted Bundy was... Gary is because he, he looked, he was charming, he was smart... Women found him attractive for some reason, and it was the 70s, so they didn't care about female victims. This one is going to be kind of low on the list, in my opinion, but one of the ones I find kind of terrifying for just one, well, two reasons. One, how long he was able to get away with it, and two, how no one suspected him for the longest time, the Green River Killer. Refresh his mind, refresh my mind on that one. So, basically it was this dude, lower than average intelligence, who would pick up prostitutes, strangle them... And then throw them into the Green River. Okay. Yep. See, I don't know their names. I just know what they've done. I'm like, oh, I know them now. He actually got, I want to say, into double digits. I want to say he's like in the 20s, 30s. I didn't actually look up the stats, but he is actually pretty prolific. I mean, there's the one that we both agree on is the Toy Box Killer. Oh, God. Yeah, the Toy Box Killer is one of those people that... <sighs> the entire scenario was just frustrating in general because... Basically, he was a rapist for one, a killer for another, although I don't think killing was part of his M.O. more than just straight up being a sadist. The entire court case with him in it was also just frustrating as fuck. And the, the, I can't remember from earlier this night, this morning, but he was also the one that did the voice recording. Yes. Yes, that one, that creeped me out. I was like, yeah, if you're not bothering just to be in there with your victim to tell him, but leave them a voice recording, yeah, that'd be pretty funny freaking scared too because you're basically blinded and you got a recording and you're aware that it's a recording so it's basically saying i you are not worth my time you are my plaything and isn't it most of the times as well as that recording's going he's also look, looking through a mirror like a window as well yeah something like, like that a two-way mirror yeah to see that's disturbing i was like why like you're a serial killer but still mm-hmm. and then the court case was just Annoying because it really did not shine a good light on the BDSM uh, uh, lifestyle. No, because here's the thing: yes, those kind of that kind of play does exist, but I can promise you, almost none of them go that far. Oh no! Because once you start bringing in things like, I don't know, things that could potentially kill you, not including knives, because knives are basically there's such a thing as knife play, but usually it only goes skin deep. Like, when you actually bring in torturous items that are actually potentially deadly, that's when most people are like, mm, no. Yeah. Especially, you need a lot of trust in order to do that kind of shit. And most people that were in the uh, his toy box, probably at best, didn't trust him. Probably didn't even know him. It's still, oh god. And then in the same vein, we had the BTK. Yep. Bind, torture, kill. Who did something kind of similar, 
he was this unassuming guy, literally didn't get caught for like, what, 20-ish years? And he would go into people's houses and, well, find them, torture them, and kill them. And in some cases, after doing all that, or even before that, he would actually lounge around the house and eat some of the food. Mm-hmm. Which is another serial killer motive, like someone else did that. A uh, Golden State killer. Yeah, him. Who? He's like, yes, just get familiar with my house as long as you do the dishes before you kill me. At least like, my house looked nice so that when the cops show up, they're like, oh, well, this is a nice home at least. Yeah. I mean, here, before we get any further, we are going to say we're not making fun of any victims or anything like that. We do. It's just when it comes to this topic, you need some kind of levity. Yeah. It's like a post I saw about the whole, like, why are we giving serial killers, like, cool, awesome names? Why don't we just give them, like, horrible, like, childish names, like PP Killer, you know? Yeah, like, they actually... The funny thing is, like, we were talking about the Golden State Killer. He actually... It was on record that he had a tiny penis. Like, not a joke. That was a thing. Oh, no, no, no. It's Tiny PP Killer. <laughs> <laughs> the little Vienna Sausage Man. <laughs> oh. Oh, I would be killed in a heartbeat. <laughs> so, you want to know, one of the things that also makes it kind of terrifying, what do you think is more terrifying? Those who are just, can fit into the common world or those who actually fuck with the media? And by that I mean people who fuck with the media like uh, Son of Sam, Zodiac, BTK, or people that are, what would you find, people like Ted Bundy, uh, Jeffrey Dahmer. Green See, the Sa- ones who do the media are just looking for attention, and that's like, yeah, really, just go on TikTok, you'll get it better. But the ones who can fit in, blend in, because I have trust issues to begin with, that would scare me. Because right now I don't know if you're going to be a killer or not. True, but then you look at the Zodiac, though, who basically said, I'm going to shoot up a, a bus full of kids in its own right, a fucking terrifying prospect. Both are terrifying, it's just I find the the, sheep, the wolf in sheep's clothing a little bit more. Who else? Ed is... Gein. Oh, Ed Gein. Ed Gein is one of those, it's kind of insane, if you really think about it. Because when you think of serial killers, they're either really, really smart or really, really dumb. Mm-hmm. Like, really, really dumb, you have... The Green River Killer, you have Ed Gein, and for the really smart, you have, like, Ted Bundy, and, uh, what's his name? Uh, Jeffrey Dahmer? No. No, Elijah, uh, uh, the dude with the kill kits. Uh, Israel Keys. Mm-hmm. In Anchorage. Yeah, where people are just, it's kind of crazy, you don't really get a whole lot of middle ground. No, you don't. They're either, like I said, like, like you said, it's either really, really smart, or, like, really below, you know, the average point. There's nothing in between. Well, because I think BTK was actually average. I think. I don't remember. I believe that Son of Sam was also average. I know the one podcast I was listening to about one killer, uh, he was he was at average, and that was it. But then again, he quit school at like 12 or 13. Hey, my dad quit school at 12 years old. Dun, dun, dun. Wait, never mind. He just kills chickens. <laughs> he likes fried chicken too much. <laughs> but yeah, Ed Gein is one of those people that fits in the same grotesque level as, say, Jeffrey Dahmer. Because Jeffrey Dahmer is a cannibal, whereas Ed Gein was an obsessive psychotic? He was a little... He was OCD, I believe. I don't know if it was actually OCD or if it was actually just literal, like... I have... I know he was... Was he meticulous? I don't know what the term was, but basically he also had a bit of an Oedipus complex, and he would 
So Okay, I'm stupid. What does that word mean? <laughs> Sorry. Wants to bang his mom. Ew, gross. Mm-hmm. Ew. <laughs> I mean, unless his mom's hot. <laughs> so, you know the movie uh, Silence of the Lambs? That is basically a lot of Ed Gein. I love Silence of the Lambs. Because you know how the, uh, what was it, Buffalo Bill, or whatever his yeah. name is, would kill and skin people? Yeah. Ed yep. Gein, yep. Because apparently Ed Gein was made out of like three different serial killers. I forget who the third one was, but the first one was Ed Gein. Yep. The second one was uh, Ted Bundy. And Jeffrey Dahmer. No, it wasn't Jeffrey Dahmer. No? Oh, crap. No, it was some dude who literally trapped young women in his house. Oh, I know what I know what you're talking about. I think I know the problem is, and I and this is kind of a shitty thing to say. There is more than one occasion of that happening because there's been like the one dude that happened in Detroit, I want to say, where he had three young ladies hostage that he impregnated. But the one I'm talking about happened in the '60s, and I forget what his name is. But yeah, I have no idea. Uh, with that, I think we should probably get to our second drink, though. Yeah. And with that, it is going to be Sex on the Beach. And you spilt it. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So to make a Sex on the Beach, you need peach schnapps. Yum, yum. One of your favorites. Yum. How much we have left of it? <laughs> Vodka, cranberry juice, and pineapple juice. Normally you need like an orange twist like to go with this, but well, getting paid once a month. We don't really have the... Yeah, we really can't keep certain things. Uh, if it's fruit related, it doesn't last long. Trust me. I'm a, I'm a fruit monster. Three, two, one. That is good. That is really nice. It smells good. I'm sorry, the first sip was nothing but water. Mm-hmm. So, Ooh, that's good. This is one of those drinks that if you are doing a first time, I'm going to say this right now. Fuck the gender stereotypes. If you're a dude, fucking get this. This is delicious. See, like when my mom would order it, it came in a tall glass and it didn't have that color. It looked more of like a red orange. Mm-hmm. It came with a orange, like an orange wedge. Mm-hmm. And then it came with uh, an umbrella and it came with a maraschino cherry. So us kids would fight over that. Well... One of the reasons why it's probably a different color was because I used pineapple juice, and it also gives you the option of either pineapple or orange. We should try with the orange juice next time. You just don't like pineapple nearly as much. I like pineapples, and I like pineapple juice. It's just I want to try it with the orange juice now. So suck it. <laughs> well, hi, Sable. There, I sucked it. Next one, because <laughs> we're going true crime bingey. Favorite true crime TV shows. Doesn't have to be accurate or fictional. It could be accurate. It could be fictional. One of the ones I've actually been really, really digging. I'm waiting for the next season. Mindhunter. Oh, me too. Like, I thought, at first I thought I was like, eh, you can watch that. And I was like, I'm standing behind you. I was like, okay. And then I just sit down. I'm like, okay, what's happening? <laughs> Who's that guy? He's kind of cute. I like the older guy. <laughs> oh, God. Because it basically, Mindhunter... The series is based off the book, and the book is about the first, oh, what's what I'm looking for? Not stereotyper, but the first, uh, the, the thing you do when you're trying to pin down people. Profiler. Profile. The first profiler from the FBI. 
that's just basically the story of how it started and his career of that type. Um, I love it. It's a really good. It is, and like with some of the characters that he, they try to get like dead on like impersonations of them, like appearance wise and everything. Like if seriously, if you guys ever get a chance, look up how Mindhunter did it and how the actual look. It is insane how close it is. Uh, the sorority guy, killer. Oh, how close they got to him. That big tall oh, guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh god, he he looked like a teddy bear. And they actually got the voice really, really close too. Yeah, and isn't he, isn't he like extremely smart as well? Oh yeah. Basically, he was in a psych ward for many, many years after killing his grandparents because his grandmother was basically, uh, yeah, she was a cunt. Yeah. No, no, we don't mean to speak ill of the dead, but um, yeah, she did not treat him well at all. To be fair, most women in his life really didn't. No. No, they didn't. It's horrible. Mm-hmm. Oh, what's another good TV show that... Honestly, I one of the shows I enjoyed watching for a while and kind of got sick of it, Bones. See, I never got into that. Um, I didn't... It was like, yeah, I understand why the main character was the way she was, but I was like, yeah, I could never get into it. I liked her side characters. I mean, it was basically House, but, you know... Our, uh, forensic. It was House and CSI put mm-hmm. together as one, which I like the original first CSI, not the the Springs Off. Not the Miami or the New York. Or Navy or whatever. NCIS is what you're thinking of. Yeah, that one. I don't like that one. Yeah. I mean, I did like watching Dexter with you until we stopped, until t- ruined it for me. I mean, yeah. mark that name off. Blah, blah. Until a bitch ruined it for you. Yeah, a certain sibling of mine. Then there was, oh, another one we've watched twice, three times so far. It was Forensic Files. I'm on number four of watching it again. <laughs> I like it as a background noise. Right? And my, it's like my mother was watching it one day, and I, we and my dad were playing a game. And they're like, on today's episode of Forensic Files, was she really murdered? I was like, it's probably the husband, probably the husband. Mm. Here's my dad. You don't know that. I was like, I see this episode. It's my fourth time watching it. <laughs> He's like, what the heck is wrong with you? I'm like, nothing. <laughs> oh, another one in that same vein. Unsolved Mysteries. I love Unsolved Mysteries. I actually really like the new Netflix show. Yes. Yes. I mean, I like watching ID sometimes. I mean, sometimes their stories are really like cheesy, but I still like them. I don't really watch a whole lot from ID. Like, there's some old ones, but then they got the newer ones that are really nice. And then I like watching, I don't know what it's called, uh, what was it, uh, Britain's Maps? Oh, something like that, yeah. And it, where it was, it went throughout all the history in Britain for serial killers, and they had a few, mostly in the Victorian era. Okay, not to back, jump back into the States here, but that one guy with the murder mansion. Oh, H.H. H. Holmes? Yeah. Yeah, didn't they do, like, a documentary at some point about him? Yeah, and then that's the way they also based it on American Horror Story was on that. I still need to get to that season. That was, I like that season. Because I basically stopped around the uh, witch season, and it's was like, The uh, Coven? Yeah, it's like, eh, I don't know, I'm not feeling it. I didn't like The Coven, I thought it was kind of boring and lagging, but the, well, the Carnival one I liked the most, too. Well, the thing is, the lines are getting kind of predictable, you know? A little bit, yeah. But... We kind of offshot there. Yeah, sorry about that, guys and guyettes, guys, whatever. dudes, dudes, that, ladies, yeah. they, them, there. Yeah, cats, dogs, 
living together. It's mass hysteria. Just everywhere. Ghostbusters. Don't own the right to the song. <laughs> oh, I do believe it is probably time for our sponsor break. Okie dokie. See you later. In a bit. Bye. This episode is sponsored by Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. They have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you when you're done, so you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever the heck you listen to your podcasts. You can also make money from your podcast. Ka-ching! With no minimum on how many listeners you have. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Also, it's free. <laughs> you can't get much better than free. Just be sure to download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And we're back. Woohoo! We're back! So we're on to the last drink. Guess what it is. Guess what it is. It's a John Collins. No relation to Phil Collins. Or the actual drink that is based off of the Tom Collins. Because for some reason, I got John and Tom confused. I got, I thought you guys said, uh, not guys, I thought you said Jack Collins at first. I was like, who are these people? John and Jack are actually kind of the same thing. If you look at JFK, he was supposed to call, he was called both John and Jack. Oh. Yep. Like how, you know, Richard is a name, full name for Dick. Mm-hmm. How is that even a nickname for that? I have no idea. It's weird. Three, two, one. one. Not the worst thing. Better than the martini. It smells like a shoe. Like a worn shoe. <laughs> full, so, full disclosure, I didn't. I used flat club soda by accident. And we're almost out of bourbon. So, I feel like this would be better if it was actually at, you know, actual club soda. Like, not flat. Ugh, that tastes bad. I'd rather eat glue. To make a John Collins. Ooh, can I, can I, can I read it? Sure. Give me it. If you can read it. My handwriting's terrible. Oh. It's on the bottom. John Collins. You need lemon juice. Um, simple syrup. Simple syrup, bourbon, and club soda. I, I thought you said Snapple. <laughs> Not sponsored. Nope. I thought it said Sample Spring. <laughs> My handwriting is terrible, especially with fat-tipped items. <laughs> so this one... I'm not 100% sure where you're legally allowed to do this, but fuck it, we'll find out. But this is basically a love letter to all of our favorite true crime podcasts. Because, truth be told, I probably wouldn't have started this podcast if it wasn't for them. And I probably wouldn't have listened to them without Luke. Mm-hmm. The first one I actually got started with was Case File. Which I don't think you're a fan of. No, I'm not. Case File is like the granddaddy of all true crime podcasts outside of Serial. I listen to Serial. And Serial Killers. And Criminal. <laughs> I don't like Criminal as much. <laughs> Basically, Case File, if you haven't, if you are not listening to it, is an Australian narrator narrates true crime in pretty good detail. Like, pretty in-depth stuff. I would, if you are the type that actually likes all those details and aren't easily bored, pick it up. Warning, it can get a smidge dry. There's the podcast that you got me obsessed with, with, with my favorite person in there, <laughs> is True Crime Obsessed. <laughs> I fucking love Patrick. Mm-hmm. I need my moth after him. Trisha! 
Drew Crime Obsessed is a true crime documentary podcast, meaning that they review, not review, but they go over true crime documentaries. Yeah. Like like I said, ID, they do ID. and They do ID, Oxygen, HBO. They've done a lot of uh, different shows, and they are actually, whereas Case File is, de- you know, down and serious, they actually add some levity to something that really is super dark and kind of needs it. Oh, yeah. And like they're also their spinoff is the True. other one. Uh, obsessed with disappeared. Yeah, and that's disappeared in plain sight or whatever that show was. I have no idea. Or is All it just... I know I'm listening to my favorite podcast and I I giggle and I love the information. Mm-hmm. Well, basically, the sister show of Obsessed with Disappeared, excuse me, is same premise except instead of Patricia Hines, Patricia Patrick, <laughs> Patrick Hines, Hines and Jillian Ch- and. Jillian Pantavale, it's Patrick Hines and, and Ellen Marsh. And Ellen Marsh. Mind you, all these people we are talking about also have a Patreon. Yes. So go and support them even if you don't support us. And most of them also have an Instagram as well. And a couple of them have a TikTok. Yeah, Ellen Marsh has a TikTok. <laughs> Another one that I've been actually enjoying, even though it's kind of out of our, for lack of a better term, jurisdiction, and they tend to keep it centralized, uh, Crime Junkies. I love crime junkies. <laughs> <laughs> they're in the from the India, Indianapolis area. And for a while, they, they kind of kept it in there. But they've been doing a lot of feminist and domestic abuse and things like that. And I yeah. honestly appreciate that. Oh, yeah. Because a lot of people tend to glam, glimpse through it. Because it's like, oh, well, this person is in jail for murdering his wife or something like that. And it's just kind of glazed over. And you don't really yeah. get to know these people. No, you don't. I think another one of mine is... They also do, like, supernatural things, but they have, like, their podcast, their episodes are, like, oh, one scary story and one, like, criminal thing. Mm-hmm. It's A Paranormal Chicks. I have yet to watch that. Well, listen to it. It's weird because me and my cousin remind me of them so much <laughs> that it scares me. <laughs> but they add a little bit of levity, levity, and they tell these horrible stories that happen. Then they have their other story that help, you know, be like, oh, hey, change the subject. Here we mm-hmm. go. But I love it. <laughs> Another one that I've been listening to, I don't think you've been listening to it at all, Martinis and Murder. Uh, no, I haven't. So it's kind of got a similar prog- you know, thing to this before I even heard of them. Basically, they talk true crime, but they also have martinis. Sometimes they're good, sometimes they're bad. But it's always true crime stuff, usually murders. It's actually one of the few podcasts that is just hosted strictly by LGBTQ+. Yeah. Except for one person who I believe is now a co-host, who I believe is, yeah, he is straight. Okay. But yeah, for the longest time it was just hosted by a gay guy and a lesbian. That's not bad about that. That's 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 actually pretty pretty, awesome. pretty cool. Yeah. But then they brought him in, and I'm guessing because he being like a fan favorite, because, well, that's how it always goes. I mean, I mean, if my favorite character, you know, isn't in the show, I'd be mad, but, you know. Mm-hmm. But I think another one of my other favorite podcasts I listen to like all the time was like I get to work I was like okay which one's up today. First I always had to listen to TCO, mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, I listen to Crimes of Passion. I don't think I've read I've seen that one either. Uh, they do the normal like serial killers and everything, but they also do like obscure ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, mostly like if I were to go on a murderous rampage, I would try to convince you to join me. Or if you don't, I'll just kill you instead. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it's the same thing, but they do more like like 
the couples. They do more like women killers, like serial killers. Basically snapped from oxygen, which I have yet to see. And the only reason why I know that is because martinis and murder, because something I forgot to mention from that, they are basically, uh, they work for oxygen more or less. I mean, they have good background of what they do. They look up by all the information. Then I have another one disappeared or something like that. This is where they reenact the murder, you know, reenact the whole story. But they also give you, like, well, in-depth details, information, what era it's in, well, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have so many, I can't name them all. There was one I was trying to get into, but I just, I don't know if it's just the early stuff was not that great. I'm trying to remember what it was called. Is that Generation Y? I actually forgot about Generation Y, and I haven't listened to them in a while. I'm just actually catch up on their stuff. I found them quite boring after a while. I'm sorry, guys. I, I, I like you guys, but, you know, it's just... We're kind of getting dry. As we're looking at our phones for our podcasts. <laughs> One moment, up. please. Resolved Mysteries. Again, I'm not sure if it's because of, you know, this early stuff was not that great, but they're just, they're not that interesting in my opinion. Granted, I don't think I'm all that interesting either, but still. I mean, you're more interesting than I am. But yeah, that's all the shows I was talking about. Well, for another one, we well, we also forgot a couple of other ones. The Wine and Crime Girls? Well... We used to listen to them until, don't get me wrong, they, once they actually get to the actual stories, they're fun, they're funny, they're actually informative. But They my, tend to jump off the rail. And they go straight political, and that's, if I wanted to li- listen to a political podcast, that'd be fine. But I don't want to listen to mix my politics and true crime. Yeah. I'm trying to escape from all that crap, especially since the part where we got in was, well, let's just say it was from our last president. Which we're not talking about. So deal with it, guys. Yeah, um, no. We don't talk politics for good reason. And of course, we've got about podcast serial killers. Podcasts in general tends to do a pretty good job. Yeah, I listen to them. I love them. I love yep. them. Podcast I, is a network, and they actually don't have an, a Patreon, I don't believe. No, they do not. But they are actually informative. They actually have great synergy. It's a really good show. You got anything else, love? Uh, just hold on. Yeah, uh, the one that you're talking about, Serial Killers, they also do this one. Oh, Unsolved Murders. Yeah, Unsolved Murders. That's the one I was talking about, where they do the reenactments and everything. Mm-hmm. Fucking love them. My thing is, I really am not a, the biggest fan of Unsolved stuff, because it's like, I want closure. I know, I want closure too, but you know what? Sable still doesn't have a job. <laughs> but <laughs> I do believe with that, we should probably call it. We're calling it over. All right. Well... Everybody, I hope you enjoy your drinks. And enjoy them. Drink responsibly. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.